0: Welcome to The Porch, I'm Lindsay Bacardo, keynote speaker and virtual presenter for organizations who want to build strong multi-generational teams. I believe that the modern day leader has a moral obligation to grow personally and lead others from a grounded and healthy and healed place. You're gonna hear me bring on psychologists, neuroscience experts, storytellers, emotional intelligence researchers, really anything that helps a leader grow personally and ultimately impact the culture of their organization. This is where I bring my favorite thought leaders on these topics to teach and mentor us through our own growth. I'm so glad you're here and welcome to the porch. We've got a very special episode of The Porch because it's going to hit both our personal life and our professional life. And big picture, it's this idea. All of us are getting older, (laughs) surprise. And the younger generations at work are going to start thinking about how am I gonna take care of my parents as they get older, as they age. And so I'm bringing on my dear friend, Scott Sutherland, and we're gonna be talking about something that I know every millennial is thinking about how am I going to talk to my aging boomer parents and how am I going to take care of them and make sure they have what they need? And I know organizations as well are thinking about how do we support our staff who now have a caretaker role? So here he is, my friend, Scott. Scott, you have been building into people for a very long time. It's safe to say you've been building into people for decades. That's really what your career has been about. And now you Mm -hmm. have this interesting, very interesting position that you've been in the last year, 18 months, and it all started with your mother-in-law. It changed the trajectory of your career. Can you tell us a little bit of the story of how you got to this point that you're at today as a trainer?
1: Yeah. Well, first of all, thanks for having me on. Uh, I love the porch and I love you, Linz. And so thank you so much for having me on today. Thank you. Um, you know, honestly, it it even goes back to my grandparents. So I'll be brief, but and I'll get to the story of my mother-in-law because that really became very concentrated in this journey to where I am now working in senior living and training people how to care for seniors and and all of that. But you know, I can think back to when I was just a, a young kid, and the relationship I had with my grandparents was so awesome. And then when they started to get older, I had the privilege of watching my mother and her sister, my favorite aunt, Mm -hmm. um, uh, start to take care of my grandfather who was uh, getting sick. Mm. And in, while I was not in conversations around, you know, things like who is their power of attorney and, you know, which ended up being my mother and all that, I would hear some of those things sort of along the way but but being able to watch my mother and, and my aunt um, <laughs> literally roll their sleeves up, caring for my grandfather in his home mm-hmm. as he was getting sick, going back and forth to hospitals and all of that, um, as I got older and reflected back on that, it was very moving to me mm. um, to to see my own family caring for their parents. And so, so I have that thankfully
0: um,
1: in, in me because I got to witness that. Yeah. Um, And, and then, and same was true when my, when my grandmother, you know, began to get sick as well and watching my mother coordinate in-home care and all of that for, for her was just (laughs) living many, many states away and coordinating all of that, you know, uh, was, was, was really, um, fascinating and, and, and very, uh, I was very proud of her for that. Yeah. So fast forward to my mother-in-law and, and my, my in-laws, um, lived five minutes away from, uh, me and my wife, Emily. And, Emily's dad, uh, my father-in-law, he passed suddenly. He passed of, of a heart attack. You know, we got a call one morning and, you know, boom, he was gone. And, and, and that really, I think, started for our family this whole realization that there wasn't anything in place for us to know how to move forward.
0: What so are we doing, everybody? Literally, literally,
1: when my father-in-law yeah. passed, we were, oh crap. Um, what do we do? Mm-hmm. Who the who, who do we call? Um, you know, these kinds of things. And this, and it was true for my mother-in-law, even. Yeah. And and the ironic thing is that my father-in-law had moved from being, you know, a 25 years uh pastor. Um, in in local churches to working in funeral homes, and which he had um, he was fantastic at it. He was great at working yeah. with families, on preparing for their funerals and all that. Ironically, he did not have his own funeral planned. So we were literally in a place of feeling stuck. We didn't even know what funeral home he wanted to use. Oh my we did not know where there, there, I mean, there were no burial plots. There were, there was nothing. We were (laughs) literally starting from scratch. (laughs) So, so we had to really band together and, and figure a lot of stuff out quickly. Mm -hmm. And, and so on the other side of, of, you know, putting my father-in-law to rest and getting through all those things and all the post things of that, my mother-in-law got to the point where she said, um, all right, I'm going to go ahead and get some things put in place, you know, obviously naming uh, uh, her daughter, Emily, my wife, uh, power of attorney, you know, but then going through all of those necessary health care and financial documentation, you know, Mm -hmm. Uh, in place so that if anything happened to her, Emily and her sister would have everything in place. They would know what to do. Mm -hmm. So that really started that, that, that whole process. Now my, so my mother-in-law ended up getting uh, very sick. Uh, This would have been a couple years ago and I was, I was in between jobs. Mm -hmm. So I had the freedom of schedule to take her to doctor's appointments, um, as she continued to get sick, we'd have to take her to the emergency room. Um, and we were quickly faced with this whole, um, education of learning about senior living. Um, even, even just the whole process of, can she even still live alone?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Because, yes. you know, that's one of the realities that we all, you know, uh, face with our parents, especially if we have parents that, hey, they're living independently, they're healthy, they're awesome. We don't normally think about, hey, mom and dad, let's sit down and have a conversation about uh, what your wishes are as you get older and where you want to live. And, you know, that's if right. you start to get sick, you know, do you want to... You know, all those things, um, which we can get into more uh, here in a little bit, but um, i I had to begin a real education around what is Medicare, mm-hmm. what is Medicaid. Mm-hmm. Um, if if she can do in home care, what covers that? Mm-hmm. Uh, what covers senior living, especially if her resources are minimal? Mm-hmm. You know, not a wealthy person at all um and just how to navigate that whole deal and all the legal documentation around that mm-hmm. because because if you if you don't have certain legal things in place you are absolutely stuck in terms of what you can do to help care for your parents yeah so right. so it was a fast education on all of that. Thankfully, I had a good friend who is in the hospital network locally here where we live, and he is a geriatric social worker, and he knows all those things. Wow. And I have I have gleaned so much, and, and it still can make me very emotional at times to think about that time and how he came and sat down with our family and said, you need this, 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 and this, and this is what those things mean. Mm-hmm. And I mean, just frantically, just, you know, on my, on my notes app, on my phone, just, you know, just taking, yeah. which I still have, you know, to this day and I'm sharing this, you know, um, with as many people as I can.
0: Yes. Yeah. So, So you've lived this out. You've lived out what every single person is going to live out, which we never really want to talk about. We don't want to think about. Mm
1: -hmm. It's this
0: idea that our parents, whether we are close to them or we're estranged from them, doesn't really matter. They're going to continue to age and they will need representation and support. And we typically, what I hear you saying is that a lot of times we don't think about it until we're in the position of needing to make decisions. Right. Right. And so after Emily's mom passed, you made a a conscious choice to switch gears and to really help other people who are in a similar position. It seems like this really grew your heart and your empathy for other people who are going through this stage of life.
1: It really did, because one of the realities, and, and, and this is what happens when when our parents are getting to the point where their health is, you know, failing, Mm -hmm. whether it's cancer, whether it's, um, you know, any type of, of just, you know, you think about dementia, um, early onset Alzheimer's, full blown Alzheimer's, all of that. When, when you're getting into the thick of all of that, where your parents cannot take care of themselves anymore, um, it is all encompassing Mm -hmm. even if you do have things in place um it is physically mentally emotionally exhausting Mm -hmm. it just is because and and you can be doing it with the most joy and love Um, you may have had an incredible relationship with your parents along the way but um But especially if you are a, you know, if you're young, you've got your own career, uh, you know, middle age, your own career, kids, you put kids in the mix, you have your own family to care for, Mm -hmm. but then you're also, you know, caring for your parents. So, yeah, so it has become um, a real passion of mine to begin having conversations and hopefully, share some tools and some things that I've just learned along the way and that we've learned as a family, yep. because I personally don't know of an, an entity out there that is having these conversations and providing resources, um, you know, other than like what I, you know, found when we were going, going through it all.
0: Yes. And And yep.
1: interestingly enough, now I have a mother, uh she's single, and she's still independent and um you know and and do and doing well but she lives she lives on her own, several states away, and we started having these conversations with her mm-hmm. to say, Hey, mom, um you know maybe we should sit down and talk a little bit about you know." what your, what your wishes are as you continue to move into retirement, you know, all of that. Um, And, and there's, there's some, there's some different ways to go about it for sure.
0: Yeah. 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 And it, and it seems like too, there's a reason that no one really wants to talk about this. There's reasons why it's hard to like, okay, so Scott, what you're telling me is I'm going to, while my parents are still, independent, healthy. I could over mashed potatoes at Christmas or Easter <laughs> or whatever. I could say, so mom and dad, how's everything going? Great, 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 great. What are your wishes when you die? <laughs> That's how yeah. my brain My brain okay. turns this I conversation <laughs> into a cartoon. Yeah. It's very hard. Yeah. And I wonder yeah. if that, and, and what you've shared with me before that was really, that really stuck out to me was if you don't have these conversations when your parents are 100% like able to have them if you wait too long the it's the same as getting into a car accident without insurance this is something that is go, is it, oh, but this is inevitable and you're headed towards a situation where very strategic decisions will need to be made for their emotional well-being their financial well-being it's co- it's like the car accident is going to happen And you're just like, insurance is kind of, you're rolling the dice. And that's really for every human, because I hate to say it right here, live on this podcast for the first time, we all are going to die. (laughs) And it's such a scary thing for humans to think about. And so I hear you saying, Linz, if you're, you know, this is something that you can either face now when your parents have their resources and their faculties, or you can wait and it's going to get exponentially harder to take care of them.
1: Right. Yeah, you're so right. And yes, the uh, <laughs> the thought of sitting down with your parents to have this conversation can cause tremendous anxiety because no. of what their reaction might be. You um, just want me to know. die
0: so you can have my money. Exactly. I'm just gonna say what I so, think. So
1: no, it's the truth. It is the absolute truth. And yeah. you know, and even thinking about my own mother, you know, she's a very private person. Yeah. So, so understanding that, you know, we might be entering into, you know, just some ho- holding things very close to the chest and and all of that. But but I want to go back because this this is a this is a shift in mindset as the adult children. This is not about, hey, we need to get some insurance in place uh, in case they die. This is and I, and I think what I what I hope will become a culture shift is this idea of our parents have gone our whole lives, mm-hmm. caring for us because that's been their job. That's been their wish. That's been you know what they planned. Um, now granted, disclaimer here not everybody has an amazing relationship with their parents through adulthood. I get that for sure. And there's all kinds of challenges and situations that, you know, cause friction and all of that. However, I think we as adult children have a great opportunity to help communicate to our parents that we want to do everything that we can to now help you finish your life well and make sure that we are honoring, mm. you know, what you want the rest of your life to look like, and support you in that.
0: Mm-hmm. It's a very different way to think about it.
1: Yeah, yeah. And so when you're talking about sitting down with them, you know, you know, anyone who's listening to the Porsche right now in our conversation, <clears throat> you may have know you may know of friends or you may have heard of other people that you work with that have hit same similar, you know, stages, or even think back about your own families and, and, you know, people who have passed in your family and maybe what those situations have been. Um, You know, you can even start a conversation with your parents to say, Hey, I heard this guy on this program. Yeah. And he talked about this, this and this, and, you know, I think it would be a really good idea, especially, you know, at this stage of both of our lives to sit down and let's talk about some of these things and just make sure that I'm supporting you in the way that you need to be supported as you continue to move, you know, closer to retirement, you know, into the rest of your life, because I want to do everything that I can to make sure that I'm honoring what your wishes are.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's interesting as you say that that way too, that if we come to the table with this attitude shift, with this perspective shift, our parents can also sense that. They can sense like, hey, this has been in my heart. I want to make sure that you feel taken care of. I want to honor you. You helped, you know, you grew me up from nothing to who I am today. You literally created me from nothing. Now it's my job to make sure that you feel really good about this season of your life. Like imagine what a huge shift that is.
1: Absolutely. Yes. And and I would say even, even the most private and controlling parent that we can have out there. And I, you know, in full disclosure, um, again, my mother, extremely independent woman, holds everything very close to the chest. It's yep. been very interesting as she has gotten older, how much gratitude she begins to express mm-hmm. on you know, our life together, Mm -hmm. you know, just as we have grown as her kids, my sister and I, you know, um, and it has grown into this very sweet relationship now where she is beginning to express more need for our, for our support and and time with us Mm -hmm. and, you know, and, and those kinds of things. And so I share that to say, even the, even the hardest of parents that we have typically are going to get to the point where they are going to need help and they're yeah. going to need care. They may not want to admit that right now, but if if we begin these conversations sooner than later of making sure that that, that critical things are in place, then the care for them is going to be more effective.
0: That's right. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. That makes a lot and,
1: of sense. And and I would I would take this another step further in speaking with organizations. You know, I, I love how organizations have have become more and more intentional around providing, you know, benefits for, you know, maternity increasing maternity leave, paternity leave, adoption you know, really focusing on some of these very key aspects that are all time consuming. I think organizations have a real opportunity to do a very similar thing for employees that are in this caregiver role mm-hmm. and, um, and providing the kind of benefits that help them feel truly supported. Because again, I cannot emphasize enough here. That when you enter this stage with your parent, talk about a role shift. (laughs) Um, It it is mentally, emotionally, physically exhausting. It just is.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That is, you know, this phrase comes to mind that we talk a lot about when we talk about generations and it's, um, will you be the leader that you never had? And some of us listening are going to have to be the caretaker that we never
1: had. That's very true. That's a great point.
0: How would you, how would you coach somebody if they came to you and said, Scott, my parents were neglectful and I don't feel super connected to them. Why should I bother asking them these 10 questions that you sent me? I don't, why should I bother? How would you help somebody? How would you coach somebody through that? If they're feeling kind of stuck?
1: Yeah, I would, um, I would share with you exactly what, what I have done, what, what, what my wife has done. And that is, um, really seek out good therapy, Mm -hmm. good therapy, because whether, you know, the the reality is that someone in the family is going to have to be the person who makes critical decisions Mm -hmm. for that parent. Yeah. And whether that's you or a sibling Um, Mm -hmm. again, I, I, and, and if you do have siblings, honestly, I think it's good to have a conversation with siblings first Mm -hmm. to say, Hey, you know, I, I've been learning some information that I've never thought about. Yep. Um, I believe it's time that we have, you know, start thinking about having conversations with mom and dad would love, you know, for you to join me, you know, in this. The reality is that we all have had different experiences with mom and dad or whatever, you know, whatever, um, I would like for us to, you know, do this together if at all possible, but for those who, you know, have had a very difficult conversation with their parents. And even as you're even, even going through everything, when you're in the thick of the process and, and caring for your parents, uh, it's it's important to to get the help that you need to talk through the pain and the struggle and all of that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But but for for parents who maybe have not been the best parents to us,
0: mm-hmm.
1: they are going to hit a place of you know mortality,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and there's going to be all kinds of emotions that they're going to have around that you know, they may have regret, they may express feelings of regret. Um, And I know I personally have had to come to grips with some of my own challenges with my mother, even as we're going through this process now to realize, you know, there's nothing I can do or say that's going to change her. And to all of a sudden, you know, all these things, she's going to just go, Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry that I did this, 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 and this, and this.
0: Yeah. You would. Yeah. It's
1: it's just not probably going to happen if it does. Beautiful. Incredible. (laughs) Incredible. But I think still we have an opportunity to change Mm -hmm. the relationship Mm -hmm. um, for, for the better, And, and, and give an even greater opportunity maybe to even have some of those conversations at the end of their life, because you are taking this position of, I want to make sure that you're well taken care of at the, at the end of your life. So we all have different expectations of what we hope will happen, you know, depending on what our relationship has been. But I think the challenge that I would put out there is that, um, while we can't go back and change the past we can definitely make a difference for what the future will look like with our parents
0: yes yeah when you're a kid you don't really have a lot of power in this relationship and now recognizing i do have a lot of power how do i want to use it who do i want to be and what i've seen you do which is so admirable is staying true to yourself i'm going to stay true to myself this is hard and I think for anybody who's kind of figuring out how to navigate this with their parents it's like I want to be the type of person that my parents know they can depend on me regardless of the past regardless of how private they are regardless of anything I'm this is who I am I'm somebody who's going to be there for them mm-hmm. and that's a real choice that everybody has to make
1: yes yes 100% yeah agreed
0: and you and what I love is that you know when we were originally talking about this I was asking you, is there a tool? Is there something that you can build for people so that they can start to process how would I have this conversation? And so I love this. You know, you came up with this 10 questions to ask your aging parents and it's available. We're going to put the link right in the show notes so you can grab this. Uh, But what I love is that you've gone through and really because you've lived this out and you've. And now you work in this industry that supports seniors, senior living facilities. You have a really unique angle on the the topics that need to be talked about. And so I just wanted to kind of talk through this document a little bit that you made for anybody who needs it. Um, you can grab it at the link in the show notes. But, you know, the first question that comes up, Scott, that I think is so Hard to imagine. I'm like pretending you're my dad for a minute. Like, what are your wishes for the end of your life? (laughs) Oh, how's Chuck Norris on this on the show that you love? Very cool. What are your wishes (laughs) for the end of your life? How would you, you know, how it's a great question. It needs to be asked. There's so much inner resistance. How do you even start to kind of break down your own resistance to talking about this, especially if you're afraid your parents are going to get upset? Do you have any tips for how to jump into these questions?
1: Yeah. um, Really, the the first thing that I would say is that um, being able to get ahead of this with your parents to say, again, you know, I've been learning about just this reality of making sure that, you know, certain legal documents are in place, you know, as you continue to, you know, move towards retirement. Of course, this depends on what the age of your parents are at this point. Totally. And, you know, if, I mean, if you're, if your parents are 40, you know, <laughs> you know, sure. If you want to have this conversation, that's, that, that's great. But you kind of do have to feel that out a little bit. Yeah. But, um, but again, having these conversations in a way as to say, I know this, is probably going to sound like I'm coming out of left field on this, and oh, most Im- most importantly, I want you to know that I am just learning some things that I never thought about. As your kid, as you, as you continue to move closer to retirement, um, I'm learning that there's some there's some important stuff that needs to be put in place in case anything happens to you. And, and I want to be able to help make decisions, you know, for you, if you were to get sick or anything like that. So would you just, would you be willing to just sit down together and, and talk about some things? I've, Mm -hmm. I've, I've got, I've got some questions that I'd really love to ask you about. And you know what, mom and dad, you, you may already have this stuff in place and I just don't even know it. Yeah. But, and so this might be an opportunity that where you can help Me understand what you already have in place or what you're hoping to to do. And then we can kind of be together on it because the thing that would absolutely wreck me and scare me to death is if something happened to you and I would have no idea where to go or what to do to help make medical decisions for you, financial decisions for you, this is about me just trying to gain more understanding of how to support you. So I'm sorry if this feels like it's out of nowhere. I don't want anything from you other than to just make sure that I am caring for you as you continue to you know, move into retirement and move through the rest of your life. And to me, this would be a great time to have a conversation.
0: That's really good. You know, it's fascinating what you said at the beginning was basically ask for consent to have this conversation like would you be open to this conversation so before you even dive into saying like do you have a funeral plan you can actually just start with hey y'all, you know i've been thinking about you know your do you want to be
1: buried or creme- cremated
0: yeah. do you how where do you have a burial plot chosen yet right do you where do you want to be under a tree yeah. in a field <laughs> that's really good. You know, are you open to yeah. this conversation? Because the last thing I want to have happen is anything happen to you and I'm not prepared. I'm not prepared mm-hmm. to actually take care of you. So I think that's brilliant. Just starting and your parents may say, you know what, I don't really want to talk about that. Okay.
1: Yes, exactly. Okay. Yeah. Now I
0: know. Now we can come back to it six months from now, a year from now. And what were you going to say?
1: No, you're exactly right. And I'm glad I'm glad you brought that up because many, many, many of you out there will, will get that. You'll get pushback and be like, yeah, um, no, I don't want to talk about that right now. Yeah. Like, okay. All right. Yeah. Well, you know, and, and I think a good follow up with that would be, okay, I completely understand. I know that just feels, you know, out of nowhere, but just know that, that these are some of the things that are on my mind because I, I want to make sure that I'm able to support you well. Yeah. you know, as you move through life. So whenever you're ready and you feel comfortable, I'm here for it.
0: Mm-hmm. That's really good. That's really good.
1: because and, and then, and then let go.
0: You planted the seed. Yes. It might take them some time to get their head around what the heck is happening. Mm-hmm. I love that you put the the precursor in too. Is like, I know this might feel like it's coming from left field, like just letting them know, like, you we probably weren't thinking we were going to talk about this, but And I'm acknowledging that. And would you be open to talking about it? I think that's brilliant. That's brilliant. And you put together this very well, just very clear document about the top 10 questions you want to ask, both as your parents get older and they just need some medical support at some point, and then legal support and financial support. So when you think about this document that you made, is there one question that pops up to you that is most important if you've never talked to your parents about this before, what question, if there is one, is the most, like, top of mind for you when you think about the things that you need to talk about with your parents?
1: Well, I think number one, especially, yeah. you know, oh, and like that's he, why. He's
0: in order. That's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Lindsay, number one.
1: Um, yeah, yeah, because that is really about their well-being. Yeah. And, and. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's really what, how do you want the rest of your life to look? Yeah. Um, yes, for sure. Yep. Yeah.
0: I think that's great. And that's, you know, there's, there's so many layers to that. We think about like adult psychology and aging, just being able to say, what are your, what are your end of life wishes? What's very important to you? What do you want to make sure is in place for you?
1: Yes. And as you, and I would say, as you walk through this document, Don't don't get hung up on the technicality in all Mm -hmm. of it. I I tried not to make it too technical, but more, you know, enough information that, you know, gives you some knowledge around it, but not getting too in the weeds. I would say, you know, do some of your own research in, in because there's a lot of information available on each of these things, particularly in your own states. And, yep. and every state has some different laws, so just be mindful of that around around each of these legal uh, documents that you have to have in place. Yeah. But 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 in general, uh, having inform- having the knowledge around each of these questions, and then making them your own. There's going to be some things that as you read through this, yep. you're going to think of you're going to think of some variations in these to ask your parents. That will be more fitting for them in their personality, um, their estate, the way they live. You might already know some things about. Hey, you know, do they want to sell their house and find a independent living community? That yep. you, know, you know, do you want to go down to the villas in Florida? You know.
0: Yes, please. Yes. Yeah. Do they have then?
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> so. You might think of some things and and you can even just make some notes there that might be more customizable for for your parents. But this this document is a is a starter for people, especially if this is not an area that you have delved into even mentally yet.
0: Yep, I think that's brilliant. There's so much to read through here. There's so much to think about just how you want to consciously lead your parents in this season of life. And I'm so glad that you put this together. 10 questions to ask your aging parents. We'll make sure that the link is in show notes so that folks can grab it and read through it themselves. Your contact information is there as well. And I'm sure that some people will want to get a hold of you and have a conversation around, how can I do this? Can you coach me through it? Or we're midway through this and I need some support. And I just, I think it's an awesome opportunity for us to all think about how can we lead our family and our parents in this season of life. So thank you for taking the time to put this together and to come on the porch to talk about it.
1: Yeah, my pleasure. Awesome.
0: Well, we will see you next time on the porch. Hey, grab this document. Even if you're not sure you want to talk about your these types of questions end of life questions with your aging parents they do need your support in this way and scott said it best this is also a great time to grab a therapist put some people on your life team that can support you as you continue to become the leader that you're destined to be we'll put the link in show notes you'll have it right there for you thanks for being on the porch scott we'll see y'all soon
1: thanks